I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am sharing ways that I move through anxiety, but first, rosebud and thorn. My rose for today is this morning at the coffee shop. They gave me an extra drink that they had. They'd made one with regular milk that was supposed to be oat milk and they gave it to me and it was so good. It was a brown sugar latte and it just made my day feel like, well, you know, we're off to a good start. My thorn is I got really excited about the idea of a spray-on sunscreen for my face. (laughs) I bought one for the cruise that we went on and I was like, this is going to solve every problem that I've ever had with wearing sunscreen regularly. I really thought it was going to solve every problem, but I wore it in the Bahamas and got sunburned. So now I'm scared to try it again. I will say that I was walking for hours in like that hot bohemian sun. So it may have gone beyond time for a reapply, especially with all the sweating that I was doing. But either way, if you know of a spray on sunscreen that you love and you want to send it to me on Instagram, I am all ears. I would love to hear. Um, Now, don't DM me about a powder sunscreen because I won't use it. I will humor you in the comments, but I will not get it because I have the driest skin ever and there will not be any powder going near my face no matter what you say or how much you like it. But if you have a spray one, I'm really hopeful for one because um, it makes me feel like I'll reapply it over makeup. I'll reapply it throughout the day. I don't like putting like greasy sunscreen on my face. I just, I'm looking for my solution. Okay. On Tuesday, we talked about how to respond to the anxiety of others. And today we're talking about ways that I've learned to manage mine. But as a reminder, I am not a mental health professional. These are just tools and tactics that I've picked up from mental health professionals along the way. So what has worked for me may not work for you, but maybe it will. So the first one is, I remember that anxiety can only live, cannot live in the present moment. So right here and now, if I'm able to think enough to worry, I'm safe. This brings me so much relief, I cannot tell you. For so long, I would start to believe that these concerns I had, these worries that I had were real and valid and needed my full attention and my full analyzation and I needed to solve it, you know, or I needed to ignore it either way. But when I sit in it and I think, wait, in this moment, right here, right now, I am sitting in an office, it's air conditioned, I have plenty of water, I had a breakfast this morning and a nice coffee. I'm okay, (laughs) you know? I might not be able to solve things that could happen down the road, but I don't need to right now. Right now, all that I can do is be in this moment, and this moment, I'm okay. Number two, I take three to 10 intentional breaths deep into my belly, in through my nose, and out through my mouth. Even just one can put me back into my body, soothe my nervous system, make me feel more calm, more settled. Our kiddo has sleep anxiety, and every single time if I can get him to, and it's not always easy, but if I can get him to just take three good breaths with me, it's almost like, boom, he's ready to sleep. But if, if he won't breathe, if he resists breathing, which sometimes he does, you know, or he takes really shallow breaths, 
um, it amplifies an anxiety. And so those deep breaths can really shift you from an intense state into a state of deep relaxation. And I say three to 10 because it really just depends on how much time or patience I have that day, how many I'm willing to do. Um, 10 is like a deep meditation moment for me and I'm grateful when I can do it. Three is more realistic. Number three, I brain dump every single thought, fear, or worry that is on my mind. I just pull out a piece of paper. Sometimes I do it in my journal. Sometimes I just do it on the back of a napkin, whatever I have at hand, and I just write down every single thing that I'm worried about. This is great when my brain is moving so fast and everything feels really heavy and scary and there's just kind of like a looming dread that maybe is keeping me from falling asleep or keeping me from focusing on other things that I need to do or just making the day feel like it has a cloud around it. Um, writing it down, getting it out of my head and onto paper just gives my brain the chance to relax. It makes me, you know, sometimes I think it feels like I have to hold on to all these things or I'm going to drop the ball on something. But if I can write it down, then I can like, it's almost like I close the door on it and I can think about something else or fall asleep. Number four, I let my fear run its course. I really let myself go to what is the worst case scenario of what I'm concerned about? Because it's usually not as bad as a general worry about it kind of feels. You know, when I really get into it, I'm like, oh, usually I'm actually not that worried about it. It's just kind of a general feeling of a fear or the likelihood of the thing happening that I'm scared of is very, very low. You know, like if I'm worried that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to, what if something happens? If I, if I buy this thing, what if I don't have enough money to pay rent? And then if I really break that open, I can look at all of the ways in which I have some safety nets that would not cause that to happen. You know, maybe I have a savings account or a credit card, or I have a way of making money in the next week, or I have someone I can ask for support. You know, there's usually some options in there. Um, that was a random example, but you hear what I'm saying, like break it open, really look at it. And it's usually not as bad as it feels when it's examined. Number five, I imagine a circle or like a force field around me. And I remember that all that I can control is within that force field. So the things that are happening outside of that, which are overwhelming or worrying, are not within my control. So inside of my circle, I choose loving thoughts and actions to make it a safe and happy place. And outside of that circle, outside of that force field, I kind of release the expectation that I have anything to do or I have any ability to control or manipulate that environment. Number six, now I learned this from the book Come As You Are, but the triggered response to fight, flight, or freeze is a cycle that is looking to come to a close. So avoiding it only prolongs it, but we can physically enact the behavior of fight, flight, or freeze in a way that helps the cycle to move forward. So maybe for fight, you go scream out into the ether, or I like to scream in my car on the way somewhere. Um, maybe you take a boxing class, or you break a glass, or you throw a plate. Um, now for me, anxiety looks a lot like flight. So running, walking, high intensity exercise, all have helped me to move through my anxiety to get to the other side. And it also, you know, just releases those good happy chemicals. Now, right now, I have 
lungs that don't perform as they are supposed to. Um, so I can't do a high intensity exercise like I used to be able to. So if you're similar to me or just aren't as comfortable with high intensity exercise, um, I have found that doing something like bar or Pilates, like a low paced but difficult workout helps me in the same way um, because it's pushing me to like kind of a limit and I'm physically manifesting, manifesting the intensity of what I'm feeling inside. Seven is doing a worry map. So if you've never done a worry map before, you start with the question, what am I worrying about? And then you draw a line and you ask, is this a problem that I can do something about? So can I solve this problem? If the answer to that is no, then you just let the worry go and focus on something else that is important to you right now. Now this is kind of mirroring that circle of control idea, but the worry map can kind of be a physical manifestation or a way to remind yourself of the circle of control. But if the answer is yes, then you could ask yourself, work out what you could do and list your options and then ask yourself is there anything I can do in this moment right now now if the answer is no you can plan what you could do and when you will do it and then let the worry go and focus on something else that is important to you right now and if the answer is yes well then just do it right now then let the worry go and focus on something else that is important to you at the moment the reason that this is so helpful doing a worry map is because it walks you through What's in my control? What can I actually do right now? And sometimes we just need to take a little bit of action to bring some relief. So even if it's just taking the first step toward relief can actually be the key to finding relief, if that makes sense. So you don't have to solve all of your problems right now, but maybe just take one step toward it. And the map can really help you to work through um, what that looks like for you. If you look up a worry map online, you will find it so easily. I, you, It's easy to Google. So if you want to practice that, they're very easy to find. Number eight is a meditation, of course. You knew this one was coming. Tapping is my favorite version of meditation at this moment in my life. But I will say all of, I've also done walking meditation. That's where I started because I couldn't sit still <laughs> when I started meditating. But other times I've released the idea of even clearing my mind because I think that that puts too much pressure on it. And I've simply just sat in silence for five to 15 minutes every morning. All of this, no matter what it is, whether it's EFT tapping, which I've talked about in previous episodes, or if it's a walking meditation, or if it's a traditional guided meditation, or if it's just, you know, simply sitting in silence, the goal is that it makes your mind move more slowly. So you have more space between your thoughts, your feelings, and your reactions, and it gives you time to really think, is that a productive thought, you know, or is that an intrusive thought? How do I respond to the way my brain is moving? So you created content and now it's time to post it on your website and share it to Instagram and send to your contacts. But if posting your creation everywhere includes reformatting, resizing, redownloading, and re-uploading, you need issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks, brochures, and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device. So make it one 
fonts distributed everywhere without reformatting your content. It's already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use, like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, and designers, really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. You can start using Issue for free, for free. They also offer premium features that give a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code coffee. That's issue.com slash podcast and use promo code coffee at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code coffee. Thank you, Issue, for supporting the podcast. Now, number nine is yoga nidra. So when things are beyond my control, when I need to get into a new feeling kind of fast, or I need to just soothe my nervous system and calm my body, um, I like to do yoga nidra. There's a lot of guided yoga nidras on YouTube and on the Insight Timer, which is another thing I use wherever you find it, it just guides you through paying attention to each part of your body, deep breaths. And it, for me, it's just one of the quickest ways to bring me way out of panic mode and into a place of peace and rest and maybe even sleep. And finally, number 10 is a present moment practice. So I did this first as a daily writing prompt that I did for myself probably, gosh, I want to say seven or eight years ago. And that's just to like look for something that is good for each of your five senses. So something you see, hear, taste, smell, and feel. And I, again, I did this as a writing practice originally, and I just was kind of doing this every morning for a month to think of like ways to write about my environment and what I was experiencing. And through that, I found out that this is actually like a thing. It's a mindfulness practice. And what they encourage you to do, this can take you out of worry mind and put you into the present moment. Because remember, anxiety cannot live in the present moment. So if you are in the present moment, you are safe. So reminding yourself what's real is a really helpful way to be here right now. Um, So the way that people do this is they do five things they see four things they hear, three things they smell, two things they taste, and one thing they feel. And this can just kind of guide your brain into the present moment. Okay, friends, I hope that at least one of these tips can help you this week or help you find some sense of relief today. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.